When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excuses are like a-holes. Everybody's got one, and they all stink. We're going live. We'll do it live! This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. We are going to stop making excuses today. We are going to stop thinking about all the ways we can't do something and start thinking about how we can. Are you Americans or are you Americans? Are you Mexicans or are you Mexicans? Are you Canadian? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. But you get my point. Look, I've been on a tirade lately about how, according to Aaron Clary's book, this this book right here, his latest book, A World Without Men, he says in there that 27% of men ages 25 to 34 still live with their parents. That's over a quarter, a quarter of young men still live with their parents. That's astronomical to me. That's absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Joining me today is fellow Dragon Ship member, Mike Steele. What's going on today, Mike? Morning, Paul. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. So you've been seeing my posts online recently. What are your thoughts about some of the comments from uh, the guys who appear to be proud they're absolutely like defending being losers. What are let's bring up some of these things here. Uh <laughs> I want to I want to hear your take. And I know you've seen some of these cuz I sent them to you like all week long. I'm like, dude, check this one out. <laughs> all right, let's see. Here. We got here this guy Kevin Greer says, uh he was replying to a guy in the comments, but he mm-hmm. says, uh I'm 45. Docs think I have multiple sclerosis. I'm a single dad with a nine-year-old. Closest family is 280 miles away. I am so screwed. Nobody to help me with childcare. Got fired from a job because I had to take off while my son was sick for a few days. 45 years old, and I am screwed health-wise. And soon, financially, childcare is effing astronomical. No idea what I'm going to do to survive and not end up homeless. Man, that's man, that's a lot of negativity right there. It's just a whole lot of I am screwed. Mm. What what do you think about that, Mike? Well, firstly, if if indeed this guy does have MS, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry. But my empathy ends there. Um you, if the nearest family is 280 miles away and you got fired for doing taking care of your son, first off, uh, look at your legal uh, responses to that that may be open to you. Uh, number two, move. Right. It sounds like you don't have anything holding you there anymore. So why don't you move 280 miles and get, yeah. some, get some help from your family, mm-hmm. maybe. 
but uh man i i've been fired before i've yes. been fired before um i've talked about it on the podcast before um you know, I was married at the time. My my wife didn't work. Uh, luckily, I didn't have multiple sclerosis. So, I mean, yeah, this is a that's a tough situation. But um, I got fired and I didn't like just, you know, go. I am so screwed right now. I thought, well, shit, this sucks. Better update my resume, you know, and I I hit the ground running. I just I immediately started applying for every job. If the job was even like five thousand or ten thousand dollars less than what I was originally paying for. I applied for it because mm -hmm. pride doesn't pay the bills. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to get a job, whatever job I can get. And um, I I applied for jobs the whole next week. Had interviews that whole first week. The <clears throat> second week I actually went in in person interviews. So the first week was phone interviews. Second interview, uh, second week was in person interviews. I had a job within two weeks. And then um, I'm one of those guys that like never takes PTO. And um, so, you know, when you don't take PTO, they have to pay you out PTO. So, I mean, my company paid out all my PTO, the one that fired me. So I basically had two weeks where I just had to get another job. And then, and then I was, I was up and running again, you mm -hmm. know, but then people are going to say, but Paul, that was, that was 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. You know, times are tough right now. You can't get job bullshit, dude. bullshit. That's what people said. 20 years ago that's what people said i, I told <laughs> I, I said that to my dad i'm like dad <laughs> you got you got our first house for ninety thousand dollars and the but that was back in the 90s and he's like yeah but i was only making sixty thousand a year right right yeah i i've heard that too because they're like oh yeah well well you know cheapest apartment now is like 1500 bucks and i'm like yeah but minimum wage is like 15 bucks like I, minimum wage back then was like seven bucks fuck off oh uh, we're not at the eight minute mark guys you're gonna have to send super chats i'm uh, i already, already on a tirade today um let's look at this next one here uh this guy says this meme was made by a guy who was successful enough to find a one income job but he forgets not everyone gets his paycheck every week or two don't uh, even get me started no 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 start Let's this start. guy thinks that six-figure jobs are just lying under a rock, and you you tripped and fell on your face and looked under the rocks like, oh, a six-figure job, cool. Yeah, no. he thinks that's how it works. No, you go the you go and you get those positions. And here recently, like I was talking to one of Donovan Sharp's crew, I sent him a screenshot of a job offer that I got from a recruiter you get to the point where you build your career up so much that you don't even apply for jobs anymore. You just get offered interviews. Yeah. I, uh, I talk about it in my, my book that comes out on Monday. Uh, but every job I've gotten in it, it's literally because of people I know, mm -hmm. you know, people I know, uh, have it, it, like, it's what, what I know that like sealed the deal, but you know, them, Having me come in for interviews, most of the time, it's been because of uh, of who I knew. Even when I got fired and I went interviewing, when I was on an interview, there was a guy there that worked with me at, at my previous company. And he saw me come in and he starts chatting me up. And um, the manager saw that. So we went and talked to that guy. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, Paul's great. <laughs> got the job. You know, it was. Yeah, it's so it's we, it's not about we need to. Uh, successful enough to you know th that's what this thing is he was successful in that well why can't you be successful 
you know, we need to rewrite this, uh, rewrite it to this meme was made by a guy who was ambitious enough to get a one income job and, and the response. Yeah. Like a, a guy who was enough, uh, wanted it enough that he, you know, put in some time, got educated and uh, learned a skill, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Jesus Christ. It's not like, yeah, it's not like these jobs are falling out of the sky. This guy, uh, he says, I feel I feel this was made by someone that's jumping from one relationship to the next to have a place to stay. A woman cheats on a guy she has kids with. He's kicked out of a house he's bought or paying for and has no choice or funds because she lied in court to keep getting house paid for and child support. What's the guy's choice? Jail or suffer? I, uh, my, my, when my, uh, now ex-wife left, um, I was staying with my folks, but this was, this was why, um, we, we were moving from California to Colorado Hmm. and the plan was to temporarily for a couple months, stay with my folks so that, and then go look for houses on the, the Eastern slope over on the Denver side. And we were going to buy a house. Right. So it was just like, you know, a means to an end. Um, and which we can get into at the end, like why, you know, we're, there's some exceptions to this. Right. And, and then she filed for divorce while I, we were staying at my parents' house. So she filed, I had to rent her a house to get her to come back and stay in this area. Cause her closest family was over in Denver and, um, I wanted her to keep the kids over here. So I had to rent her a house. I was staying with my folks for a little bit. I couldn't fucking stand being around my parents and their negativity during that time so i found my own fucking place dale sweeney i didn't go find a girlfriend to move in with i fucking found my own place that was affordable that i could i could afford so i was literally renting two fucking houses at one point but i found two houses i could afford you know Mm-hmm. And going back to the other guy, well, like he was successful enough to, yes, because I went to fucking school. Okay. I didn't just magically end up where I'm at overnight either. You know, like it took some time to get there, but Jesus Christ, these guys just excuses after excuses. You know what I mean? What do you think about Dale Sweeney? And, uh, well, you, you gotta have a girlfriend or else you can't, you have to live with parents. Um, yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds like maybe he's uh, running from that egalitarian mindset where uh it's impossible to be successful without a dual income household right oh that's that's ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous okay so yeah i put down here i replied i was like lol i own my own house was that was that relationship have to do with it all right this guy says i always thought that the pressure to leave the parents house was to increase the demand for housing in these dire economic in this this dire economic situation, I could stay until thirty. It's okay. Um, no, no, it's not okay. Two and, things wrong with this. Number yeah. one, uh, he's a little bit incorrect there. Uh, pressure to uh, leave the house and get a house—that's not uh, on young men to increase uh, like tax revenue for the federal government. That was feminism. Mm-hmm. To get women into the workforce and get women credit cards uh, in the 1970s. Uh, I think Rollo talks about this quite a bit. That's what increases the tax revenue for the federal government and uh, an economy that runs on debt. Uh, secondly, a lot of what we see with these comments is why are these guys assuming that moving out of your parents' house means buying a house? Right. My first place was not a four bedroom house sing like, you know, 
single family home detached house. It was a United States warship. <laughs> okay. Actually, if you want to get real serious, my first place was a, a barracks and boot camp. Mm -hmm. uh, that yep. was my first place away from mom and dad. Um, it wasn't a fucking house. No, no one's saying you have to move out of your parents' house into your own house. Just we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we will. Oh, I'm gonna lose my shit today. Okay. This guy says people are in school, people switch jobs, people have a hard time in this in this economy. And it's not like 30 years there ago where ago. rent and cost of living is doable, plus inflation. I don't live with my parents, but I can't really dislike the idea in this world. <sighs> okay, like I, I, I've got a meme for this. I shared it last night, but oh, uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on this one? Um, again, what's with this like 30 years ago, again and again? People are in school. We'll talk about that later. People switch jobs. Well, you should be switching jobs for a higher income job um, unless it's an emergency situation where it's like take a 10K pay cut or go homeless. Take the 10K pay cut. Um, it's always this economy, this economy, this economy. Uh also, have you noticed that a lot of times this this complaining victim loser mindset comes from a certain kind of individual who votes in a very left leaning direction who and we get these politicians that cause these bad economies. Right. Yeah. And then they vote for more because they're like, well, if we vote for these politicians, they'll give us more freebies. Those freebies. <laughs> are 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 really what's sticking it to everybody okay it's not the cost of housing like they have to raise the cost of housing because of all the goddamn freebies you know what i mean yeah kamal makes a good point here the economic situation is dire that more millionaires were made in the last four years annually than ever before that's you know that's one thing i i, I i'm glad you brought up kamal because um man i was listening to an old interview with bob proctor bob proctor is like one of the one of the most influential guys in my life right he's he passed away, I think, earlier this year, but he had this old interview. He was saying, look, I used to think people got abs everybody got absolutely wrecked during the Great Depression, the, the big stock market crash, you know, and he goes, that's not true. That's not true. There was plenty of people that got rich during that. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people. So all these guys are like the economy, like you can make this economy work for you or, you know, you just got to figure out how how can I make this work for me? Whereas all these guys are thinking about how they can't do anything. And that's really what the, the name of this episode is about. Um, let's see here. Do we have any more? We got a lot. This one, uh, the Canuck Chuck, he follows me on Instagram. He's actually a pretty good dude, but he goes, bad take shit is bad for people. People with good jobs still struggle today, but I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And I'm like, people struggling would rather cry about it than figure out a solution. You know? Exactly. They'd rather be, they'd rather win an argument with a stranger on the internet than figure out how to become a winner in real life. Yeah. That's, it's a, that's a loser mentality. Loser mentality. Uh, this oh, one, boy, I love this one. Oh, this one's a good one. Unless you're rich from family, famous from some activity like sports, acting, music, having a business degree, doctor, why can't you have a business degree? Anyway, um, doctor or any other high-end job, then yeah, you might get your own home or apartment. Only 1% has that. If you're mid to lower middle class, then parents are the best option. In middle class jobs, you are not making enough to move out. And I just replied back, lies. 
Eyes. First of all, what's up with all the... Uh, are we at the eight-minute mark? Oh, we're well past that. We're at the 15-minute What's up with all the spurgy capitalization? That's the first thing I don't get. That uh, well, I'm not even gonna get it. I suck with my capitals. The navy, the navy ruined me. The navy ruined me and and my writing. Let, let, let's unpack this. Unless you're from a rich family, not true. Famous, not true. Uh, acting, music, or have a business degree, not true. We'll get to my story later. Doctor, have a high end job, then you might get your own home or apartment. Only one percent has that. I think the only. Uh, exception that I came up with for this response was that maybe he's in India. Maybe. But we're not in India. We're Americans. We're talking about American Western men. It The fact, stating that only 1% of people live in apartments, that's absolutely not true. It is actually the vast majority of people that live in apartments and not with their parents. Yeah. Yeah, I that I did get a lot of pushback from people from other countries. I guess you know, living with your parents is pretty common in in a, a good majority of the world. But um, yeah, uh, not here, not here. Oh, you're an American. Well, you know, the Biden administration's letting everybody in. So jump on the train, bro. Like, <laughs> if you do you want it, how bad do you want it? Okay. Uh, this guy says, I'm so glad strong, independent women know what's best. Yeah, this is this isn't about strong, independent women, Andrew Wood. Oh, this is the guy that went spurging out and he literally was just going full retard on me. Um, I was like, look, this isn't about strong, independent women. It's about being a strong, independent man. Yeah, this is not for women today. This is for men. Yeah, I'm not in my show and my content isn't for women. All right. This says, uh, Gunter says, it is hilarious. Imagine developing a business model entirely based on clickbait and outdated views from the American 50s that were spurred by the housing market and insurance market. Eat shit up. Oh, is that is that is outdated to be self-sufficient? Is that outdated, guys? You got to you got to be dependent on your mommy and daddy. Oh, OK. <laughs> What do you think about what do you think about this one, Mike? I mean, we can obviously agree that when it comes to things like intersexual dynamics and the way the dating market has changed from the 50s, yes, that is provably obvious, but it doesn't matter how it gets done, the end goal is the same. Move out of mommy and daddy's house, get your own place, get a job, get some girls, and if marriage is your thing, get married and pay for everything and raise your family in your own damn place. It's that simple. That has not changed at all. Yeah. It, 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 these guys are like, oh man, this is outdated. It's it's and it, it's just it's un, it's unbelievable to me. <laughs> no, it's not. How how is wanting to stand on your own two feet outdated? That's retarded. Um, hey, my man hey. Eric Everhardy. He dropped this one. He's like, I dropped out of school, left my country to become a porn star. I became one of the greatest in the world. I put this out there and someone spurged out on Twitter. I think we've we've gone through enough of these. He's this guy spurged out on Twitter about, oh, well, that's because he had a big dick. He had a big dick and became a porn. I'm like, you're missing the fucking point of this post. He had a dream. He left his not only his his uh his you know, where his parents lived. He left his whole fucking country. He dropped out of school to go pursue this dream and made it because he was like, how can I do this? If you read his first book, 
Eric's first book is really good. It's called Unleash Your Sexual Superpowers. He goes, it's like autobiographical and then talks about like how to eat pussy and stuff. It's great. And, but he talks about how he was like in, in a gym and, um, and he was like really good at banging chicks. And then like, you know, his friends are like, you should get into porn and stuff. And he's like, oh, I never thought about that. And the support star came to town and he's like, how do I do this? And she's like, oh, you just, you know, come, come to LA and we can set you up and stuff. And, um, his, the drug dealer in the uh, the gym that he went to gave him his name Eric Everhart. You know, like <laughs> he's like, let's come up with a let's come up with a cool name for you, bro. Like, yeah, that's how you do it, man. You get you get people together, you brainstorm. <laughs> and and to the to the guy on Twitter complaining about his dick, complaining about the size of another man's dick literally no one told you to literally become a porn star yeah that's not what we're saying at all what what i thought about that was like i was like bro why are you out here on the internet screaming to everyone how little your dick is like that <laughs> that doesn't make any damn sense to me um all right before we get too far into this uh we're already pretty far into it but uh be sure guys to like subscribe hit those notifications Sound off in the in the live today. We already got a lot of comments going, which is good. And we got a lot of like people with can-do attitude today. I like it. Uh, be sure to send super chats. That supports the show probably more than anything else. In fact, we have some super chats already. We've got um, uh, brother Nathan from the beer club sent a two dollar super chat. You get you're gonna get this one. Shame this horse. Yes, shame these horse and. Uh, Oh, crap. John, John's in the comments. He says, you're just so toxic and out of touch. Who hurt? He's from the beer club, too. He's fucking around. I, I figured. Yeah. Who hurt you? Everybody drink. Everybody drink. We got. Uh, what bank hurt you? Yeah, we got this today. I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yeah. But everybody's got a drink because he asked who hurt you. That's my rule. <laughs> All right. I think, uh, yeah, that's it for Super Chats right now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so you made a chart, Mike, and I shared it last night on social media, but, but let's talk about it for a minute. Let me bring that up here. Thank you, by the way, for making my Word document look way more impressive. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you look at, because you were saying uh, the the uh, the random capitals, like this, this has the random capitals in it too. So, you know, whatever. But so, so Mike, um, this this graph, guys, if you if you can't uh, understand what it's saying, is on the on the left hand side. That's your SMB, and, it, and it's on a scale of zero to one hundred, right? So like one hundred percent SMB, uh, and zero percent SMB, and then it goes on a scale of where you live. So are you homeless? Do you live with mom? Do you live with dad? It goes all the way up to you own your own house or high rise with other rental properties, right? So you're making you're you're actually investing for cash flow, okay? Um, where did you come up with these numbers, Mike? Are, how scientific is this chart? <laughs> um, it's it's not very scientific, but uh, I would definitely say that everyone is in agreement that living with your mom 
is one point above being homeless in the eyes of women, like from a man's like SMV uh, resource provisioning or just overall attractiveness, mm -hmm. especially like a 30 year old, a 35 year old man living with his mom. Just at that point, just be homeless because then at least you're in control of your own life. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, women. Yeah. It skeeves women out that uh, and they'll say it. They're like, God, cut the cord, cut the cord with your mom already. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So that I, I, I would agree with that. That's super unattractive. Now, if you live with dad, you got it slightly higher. And I'm guessing that's because, you know, dads are bros. Dads are like, you know, exactly. like older bros kind of. That's the relationship yeah. I have with my son. And uh, my daughter, she's she's off at college. She's 18, doesn't live at home. She, she lives in a dorm though. Mm -hmm. Okay. But she doesn't live at my house. Um, so it's just me and my son now. My son's, uh, he's 14. So, you know, we have a totally different dynamic. It's just like, it's, it's chest cheese every night. Um, that's a nurse chick knows what I'm talking about. We're, we, we joke about this where it's like when guys are, are, are alone, they just sit around with their shirts off and they just put like nacho cheese on their chest and they just dip it because they're fucking lazy, right? You don't want to dirty the dishes, so it's just chest cheese. That's how guys live. You know? Well, because here's here's the ultimate question, and I'm going to dig a little bit into your... It's kind of personal. Once your son... If your son is responsible, once he's like 18, if he was still living with you for a little bit, would you cock block your own son? I wouldn't cock block my own son, no. Uh, that's, and that's the difference. That's the difference there, Yeah. What, but what, so this is, this is what I told my kid. I told my kids the same thing that I told, or my dad told me, which is after high school, if you're going to college, you can live here rent-free while you're going to college. Okay. If you are living here and you are not going to school, you need to get a job and you're paying me rent. All right. Now, I'm, I told my kids one step further. I said, I'm going to look and see what apartments are out there and what they're charging. And I'm going to charge more. I'm going to charge more than those apartments. Cause I want you to feel the pain enough that you're like, fuck this. I'm moving to somewhere cheaper and it would be an apartment mm -hmm. <laughs> that cause I'm a dick. But yeah. when I tell my kids that we'll get into it later, it's a mindset thing. But if you give them no way out and they have to come up with a way to do it they will do it it's a it's a it's a hey uh, my back's up against the wall thing if you ever read think of grow rich he talks about burning the ships behind you if you have that mentality like hey i have no way out i can only go forward you will figure it out and that's what i'm doing for my kids and it's like oh he's setting his kids up for failure bullshit we'll get into that later too yeah um so let's uh go here so so live with parents so both mom and dad you have that slightly higher is that because dad can talk mom out of cock blocking? Is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, or it's it's just, it, it's not as bad. Mm. Everyone agrees. All men agree, or at least all men who know what's going on, that dude living with just mom is the worst possible situation imaginable. Except for homelessness. Yeah. Right. But lives <laughs> with mom is a one, not a 10. It's a one. Right. Homeless is a zero. Right. So it's not much better. Right. Um. And then you asked me, you're like, what about military barracks and ship? I put that slightly above living with parents because it's not, it's not great when it comes to logistics for banging chicks. Like you can't, like when right. I lived in ship, I couldn't bring chicks back to the barracks. Like I had to go get a hotel room, but right. it's, it's a respect thing. Like chicks were, are like, oh, 
you you're in the military and, and there's plenty of depend upon abuses that are out there trying to get a government pension you know so they uh you're you're attractive just for being in the military plus it's a dangerous job and girls like guys in uniform uh so living on the ship in the barracks it's like they don't they don't scoff at that too much you know right. um and it's it's definitely better than living with your parents but it's not quite as good as at least living in an apartment with roommates uh right or or a house right i have a cousin um for a while there he was renting a room out of a house and there was like i don't know eight dudes living in that house mm -hmm. just was renting his bedroom and then the rest of the house was common area stuff and uh but he was able to afford that but at least you have logistics with that right like you could bring exactly. chick chicks back there and and yep. tell your friends hey you know and go back to your room and you know put a sock on the door like leave me alone uh like and you that's why that. i gave it a 50. <laughs> That's why yeah. I put renting with roommates. I gave it a 50. That's perfectly middle average. Like there's nothing, if you're 20 years old and you're living with some roommates, there's nothing wrong with that. At least yeah. you're not with mom. Right. And chicks are probably doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're living with, with roommates at that age too. Or if they're living with mom and dad, it, guys don't care about that thing, but women do. Care. Yeah. It's, it, it's different for women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we have a rent apartment alone. That's at, uh, was that 60%? The, the one thing I don't like about this 3d graph is it doesn't bring it right up to the line. So it's kind of hard to read. True. So that's at 60%. So uh, renting your own apartment would be kind of cool. That's unaffordable for a lot of people in a lot of areas, uh, which we'll get into. But you know, when I talk about you know, me making it 30 years ago, which it wasn't even, I'm not even that old, <laughs> you know, but when I was living, uh, in an apartment, you know, it was like, I think it was like five twenty-five a month was my first apartment. And people were like, well, see, I could afford that. Yeah. Because you're getting paid more now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, I had to have two jobs at that time to pay for that, but I got, I wouldn't got another job so I could afford that. You know, um, the next one here is rents house, high rise condo alone. That's slightly higher. And then owns house or high rise condo alone. That's a 80%. That's most, a lot of the guys in the comments yesterday, when I posted this, they're like, oh, I'm at 80% because they own their own home. Yep. Congrats you know? to those guys. Shout out. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's actually going to be probably a majority of, of, you know, I would say responsible adults. Once you've gotten to a point in life, like you're, you're not going to be there at 20. You're not, you're, most people are not going to be there at their, at, at 20 owning their own place and that's okay yeah no, no one's saying you have to own your own place that's something you you, you most people are going to work up to they're going to work up to that and it and, and it, going back to the military one of the cool things about joining the military guys is that you get what's called a va loan and va loans allow you to buy a house and get um get a uh, get a loan for no down payment nice so uh, you were saying, I think you're, you were saying in, the, in uh, one of our private chats that you're trying to save up like what, $60,000 to put down on a house, yep. which is pre pretty common, right? That's, yep. you know, you have to have like a certain percentage of the loan down to get a loan for most people, and which isn't hard to do. Um, I mean, it, it takes time to build that up. But if you, you know, take 10% of your paycheck, every paycheck, you won't even miss it. 10, 15%, every paycheck. You won't even miss it. You sock that away for several years. You're going to have enough to put a down payment. Um, but you don't have to if you're in the military because you get what's called a VA loan. 
And as long as you don't, you, you have good credit, you'll get the, you'll get this VA loan and you don't have to put any money down. You, you just have to pay closing costs, you know, which uh, is a lot more affordable than a down payment. So the, the whole point of this chart to, yeah. so, to surmise is guys, if you're, if you're, if you think that it's impossible, the whole point is guys, look at everything that's better than living with parents. Look yeah. at all the the growth room you have that's better than living with mom and dad. Yeah, you have a lot of room. To, you got a lot of wiggle room here, guys. A lot of wiggle room. Um, all right, let's bring that down. You guys get the point there. Let's talk about mindset a little bit. So we talked about this at the beginning. In the comments, all I'm seeing is guys coming up with reasons why they can't do something instead of, trying to think about how they can achieve something. And this doesn't just, this isn't just about uh, houses and, and li not live, just not living with your parents. This like, I, I get this all the time with guys when it comes with like dating and girls, like, Oh, I, I couldn't possibly do that. You know, talking to women is impossible. It's like all these guys just in the comments are just thinking about how they can't, you know, it's terrible. It's a mindset thing. It's all in their head. Um, now, my mindset about not living at home was shaped early on, right? There was this uh, news story about guys living at home. I think this was like in the early 90s. I, I think I might have been like a preteen when I, this came out. Um, so early 90s, maybe late 80s or whatever. And there was this disturbing trend at that time of guys in their 30s still living with at, at home. And the news, you know, so when they're like, oh, it was not like it was 30 years. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if it, the numbers was as high as 27%. That's pretty damn high to me. But there was guys doing it. And on this news story, you see this guy who uh, he's like, well, I, I like living at home. He, he would go and play tennis, right? And he belonged to a tennis club. And he's like, well, I like, I like living with my parents because it allows me to do the things I like to do, right? Like I, I wouldn't be able to play tennis if, if I, I lived on my own. I, you know, I would, I would have to save that money and, 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 and put it towards my own bills and stuff like that. So I, I prefer to live at home so I can live this lifestyle. And my dad, my dad sitting there drinking beer going, what a fucking loser. What a, can't, like you do not, you know what he goes, you move out of your parents' house and you don't play fucking tennis. You do whatever it takes to live on your own. He's like dignity. Like, where's your dignity? Have some fucking dignity, you know? And I'm just sitting there like, you know, it's shaping my paradigm this moment mm -hmm. and I still remember it. And um, so, yeah, when I was like coming up on 18, I was like, I, I don't want to live at home. I don't want to live with my parents. Parents are cock blocks. You know, they tell me when I, what I, you know, what time I should be in home and, and stuff like that. They, you know, they get mad. They, they ask me about what I'm doing. I don't want to tell them what I'm fucking doing all the time. I can't drink. I can't drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, can't, can't fuck bitches, you know, like, so I'm like, I, how do how do I move out? And and I was uh, I was working at a grocery store at the time. I was like, I can't afford my own place. Like, how how can I do this? How can I do this? And I'm just sitting there thinking, how can I do this? And uh, it popped in my head, uh, like, hey, you know, all your cousins are in the military. You're you're you have cousins in the Air Force. They're all doing pretty well for themselves. They have a you know, the government gives you a place to stay, gives you food to eat, you know. And I'm like, oh, there's not, they pay for college. They like all these things just start start rolling into my head when i start thinking about how can i do it 
your mind's going to start think, start working on that, <laughs> you know, and it's going to start giving you options. And that's what, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to join the military. I went to go join the air force, uh, air force. Uh, so I was, I had asthma when I was a kid, I had childhood asthma. And, um, so we went and oh, but to, Paul, with asthma, you can't you can't be a winner in life with asthma, man. Come on, don't you know anything? Well, about having asthma. Well, come on. Th see the that's the thing. Like by that time in my life, I it wasn't it wasn't bothering me, right? right? It wasn't an issue. And so I went down to MEPS, which is the military entrance processing station, and they had they had all these signs like if you lie to us, it's a ten year ten thousand dollar fine, ten years in prison. And I was like, oh, God, I can't lie about this. The, the government knows everything. Like, they'll be able to figure out that I had asthma once, you know. And so I, I said, well, I have asthma, right? So I like Mr. Honesty. And so the, the Air Force sent me home. They're like, well, we can't take you if you're, you know. And the, the, the Air Force recruiter tried to get me a waiver, but they denied it. And my friends uh, were all joining the Navy. So they talked to the Navy recruiter. And the Navy recruiter was like, shit, we've taken known crack addicts. Let me have, <laughs> let, let, let me let me talk to your friends. So. And so the Navy recruiter talks to me and, and he starts asking me questions about it. I'm like, yeah, it's never been an issue. He goes, okay, we'll go see my doctor. And he, and we go see the Navy's doctor that they had on retainer or whatever. The guy clears me. They get me a waiver. It was a done deal. I ended up going in the Navy instead. Uh, but, but when they first told me that I couldn't go in the air force, like that was my, I put all my eggs in that basket, you know, and mm. I was like crushed. And when the air force was, yeah, I had one itis for the air force. And then, yeah, and then the Navy took me and I was like, oh, and so I, I started rethinking about it. Like it was literally, you get all the same benefits. It's just a different branch of the service. And um, yeah, I, I loved it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, but I was thinking about like, how can I do this? Right. Um, so let's see here. You had uh, different mindsets or mental models. We'll, we'll get to your story too. Um mm -hmm. But you had different mindsets or mental models guys could think about when it comes to moving out. Um, so what were they? Uh, well, the first one is uh, to basically in your head, live your life as if the moment you have turned 18 and graduated high school, your parents are dead. It's pretty dark, man. <laughs> it, I'm a dark guy. I, my, my soul is an infinite black abyss. No, just kidding. But anyway... You need to live your life as if your parents are dead. I have a, a very good friend who's uh, has a family, and he's uh, you know trying to level up in his career, but he keeps restricting his uh, geographic area for his new job to like the tri-state area where he lives because he wants to be near his family. And I asked him, "Well, what if your parents die tomorrow? Would you search nationwide?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Then just do that now." Mm hmm. Yeah. What would you do if you didn't have your parents? What would you do? You'd fucking figure it out, wouldn't you? Because maybe something bad might happen and they won't be here tomorrow. And yeah. they're in an apartment too. And so you don't get shit when they die. So what are you going to do if that were to happen? So you need to live your life as if it has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, What's the next one? Uh, the next one I had was show your parents your gratitude. Like, for hey, mom and dad, uh, thanks for raising me right and disciplining me and giving me all that good food and good school and all that. Show them that gratitude. Don't just tell them. You know, show, don't tell. By getting the hell out of your parents' house ASAP and show your family that they matter to you by building your own shit. 
that they can then enjoy rather than leeching off shit. Because at age 35, which is cooler? Living in your parents' house and spending Thanksgiving with your parents, or at 35, you got your own house, your parents come to your house for Thanksgiving, mom cooks in your kitchen, and they get to stay with you for Thanksgiving, which is more awesome. I think status-wise, that's definitely more awesome. You know, mm -hmm. having your own place where your parents come to visit. It's kind of, and it's kind of cool because you're like, hey, mom, look, I made it. I made it, mom. That's the yeah. ultimate thank you. Yeah. That's the ultimate gratitude and appreciation by not being a burden to them. Yes, I said it, burden to your parents. Come well, at that, me. That's one of the things that, you know, I, my, I, I love about my daughter and uh, I get a lot of compliments about my daughter is, you know, I basically burned the ships behind her and said, you're, you know, this is this is what you need to do, and um, and she's figured she's figured this whole thing out now. Occasionally, she'll ask me um for help, not money, not money wise necessarily, but she'll ask me like, hey, how do I do this? How do I, you know, the school schools don't teach you how to balance, uh, you know, balance a checkbook. They don't teach you how to, um, budget. They don't teach you that kind of shit typically. Um, my although my they do have they do have a Dave Ramsey high school program out here on the on the western slope of Colorado yeah, that cool. does okay. does teach some of that stuff, but it's not drilled into them enough that they remember it. You know, because my daughter's like, Dad, how do you pay bills? You know, but my daughter is smart enough to ask me. So mm -hmm. I said I sit her down. I'm like, well, this is my this is how I do it. You know, I have like this calendar reminder every payday comes up and tells me what bills I need to pay what you know where, where where i need to transfer my money so that i i know that the bills are going to get paid and that checks aren't going to bounce and stuff um i teach her pay yourself first and when 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 you always hear you know wealthy people say you got to pay yourself first but most people don't know what the fuck that means they think it means pay your bills first that's not what it means it means pay your future self first that means mm. you take 10 to 15 percent out of every paycheck this is after taxes, 10 to 15% out. Um, you could also do this pre-tax with your 401k, but do it both. If you're if you make enough money, do both. Take 10 to 15% out, um, pre-tax and post-tax, and pay it to your future self. That means put it in a in a Roth IRA, put it in a 401k. Okay. That's paying yourself first. Then you do your bill, you budget and do your bills, and then anything left over is your fuck around money. Now, if mm -hmm. you don't have enough money after for fuck around money, well, you, you need to make more money. Fuck around, yeah. Yeah, you don't get to fuck around. That's just, that's it. That's being an adult. That's called being an adult. And I teach my kids that. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, it's no partying this weekend because you don't you don't have enough money. Or one thing I told I tell my daughter she when she got her first car, and she was like, you know, short on cash. I go, what you need to do is you ask your friends, hey, you guys all want to go to the movies this weekend? I got a car because they all don't. How about you guys all pay me uh, pitching uh, 10 bucks for gas money? There you go. That's what I used to do in the Navy. I bought, I was a dumbass. I bought a car and, <laughs> and then uh, with the car payment and the insurance, I had no money left over. Right. Cause like, when you first join the military and you're like an E1 or E2, you don't make shit. It's like <sighs> below minimum wage, you know? And so I, I, it would literally was siphoning off all my money to this thing. So, but I was one of the guys on the ship that had a car. So all the guys, you know, that didn't have cars were like, hey, Paul, can we go go to the mall this week? I'm like, yeah, 20 bucks. And then they would all pay me 20 bucks. I would put, you know, five bucks in for gas and then I would have 15 bucks left over to, you know, go to the movies or whatever. But, you know, you figure it out. You figure it out. So, um, OK, and then the last one, 
you you have a, it's it's not necessarily a mindset thing, but it could be about leave town or the state. Yeah, basically, if the prospects where you are for for generating money, where in your town, state, province, even country are bad, get out. <laughs> if you have the discipline, the aptitude, and the drive to become something like a robotic engineer or heck, even just a, a robotic uh, technician, the guy who fixes the robot arms that paint cars and car factories. Well, if you're in a town of 5,000 people and the biggest company in town is Walmart, then you need to leave. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much you love your family. Like I said earlier, show your family you love them by leaving. Yeah. Well, I tell my kids that too, because we... Uh... Like and I say it on the podcast all the time. I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Little literally middle of nowhere. The jobs around here are the biggest place is Walmart. You know, I think uh, the biggest industry is the coal mine uh, out by pa past Paonia. Mm -hmm. And so there's coal miners out here, and they're always like going through boom and bust cycles, and they're hi always hiring and firing people. There's always people coming and going. But a majority of the people around here that live here live in like, you know, they're pretty, pretty, you know, meager housing and stuff like that. And they work at like the, the local coffee shop or they work at the gas station and stuff. And some of these people have been here their whole lives. And um, it's sad. And I told mm. my kids, you know, they because my kids didn't want, you know, we didn't plan on moving out here. It just happened because my my ex-wife decided to file for divorce out here <laughs> she couldn't wait until we got to denver like she didn't think that through uh she was thinking with her emotions anyway so we're now we're all stuck here we're all stuck here until the kids move out and so i tell my kid like it's a great place to raise kids as out in the country it's a very conservative area but there's no fucking jobs out here and there's no future here mm. so i tell my kids like hey after you guys are done with with high school and college get the fuck out you guys need to go find your fortunes. It's okay. We'll see each other at Thanksgiving. We'll see each other at Christmas. It's fine. Like, I want you to go be successful. I don't want you being here fucking, you know, your the best job is is the manager at at uh you know the, the shell gas station down the street, you know. Screw that. So so yeah, I agree with that. Fucking move the hell out. Um, and if you if you don't have a, 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 you can't think of a way to do it. The military is an option. That's how I got the fuck out. In fact, when I was in the Navy, there was lots of guys that I knew that lived in like, you know, Compton, uh, you know, just like gang territory. And that's how they were like, I, I, I didn't know how to get out, but I, I didn't want to live here. My parents were like, you need to get the fuck out of this place. You know, don't live here because it's, you know, you're going to get shot. You're going to end up as a drug dealer and dead in the street. So they joined the military to, to get out and, you know, they did. And, and it's like, oh, you might get shot in the military. Now, if you're in the Navy, you're fine. Like <laughs> you're, you're, you sit off on the coast somewhere and you just push a button. Like it's, it's a good place to be. Yeah. It's, it's move, like move. living in prison, but whatever. You know? Yeah. Moving out of your hometown guys does not mean you don't love your family. Never, ever let that thought cross your head. Don't let people guilt you into restricting what you can do with your life by trying to drill that mindset into you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it actually, it's, I would say it's, it's showing them love, right? Showing your parents some respect, not being a fucking uh, succubus on their life. Like let, because I look at it too, like, Hey, um, I love my kids, but I, I also want my freedom. 
after after they're they turn 18 they move out I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it you know i got a vasectomy so i don't have more kids so i'm not i don't have to raise any more kids like i'm free free baby and so you know i i, I look at it like if my kids were here uh like i would make them pay bills i would make like no you're paying fucking you're paying this much for utilities you're paying this much you know you're, you're not just gonna sit around here fucking eating chest cheese you're, you're gonna you gotta fucking pay, and, and I'm gonna make it painful so that they want to get the fuck out. Then you can so, upgrade to chess beer. Yes, chess beer when you move out. I don't care. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> Man, we're almost like an hour in. I haven't even done some some of the stuff, guys. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list. List.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, my I'm on my third TikTok account. It's on an account warning. Uh, this is why I have the email list is so that I can contact you in case I ever get banned from other platforms as an incentive. You get 20 dating app openers. You get a free chapter from my book and I mail you stickers. If you don't want the stickers, just put do not want stickers in the subject line. I won't waste a fucking stamp on you, but get on the goddamn email list. Um, let's see here. We have the law of attraction course. This will help you with your mindset to achieve any kind of goal you want, including how the fuck do I move out of my parents' house? This can help you with that. Um, and then my book drops on Monday. Um, for a limited time until Monday, you can still pre-order the Kindle edition for only 99 cents. If you go to books.comeonmanpod.com, but otherwise the paperback, the hardcover and the special edition all come out on Monday. I'm going to play a commercial for that. And then we'll, um, we'll talk about the last few concepts here. Where the hell is that? There it is. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future. To take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Set your calendars because the book drops December 11th, but you can pre-order the Kindle edition now for only 99 cents for a limited time. Rewrite your story, build the life you deserve. I like the epic music that this book is literally a handbook for everything. I wish I knew when I was 18 and it will teach you how to do some of this shit. <laughs> It'll teach you how there's a whole chapter on how anybody could be rich. It talks about how to set money aside, develop a, an emergency fund, how to get out of debt. If you're in debt already and how to, you know, save six months worth of savings so that you have fuck you money and how to eventually be able to afford a house. So it goes through all that stuff, you know, talks about how to find a better career. So something to think about guys, something to think about. If you're stuck because you're living at home and you can't think of a, a way you can't all the time, 
read the goddamn book and figure out how you can. Okay. All right. Um, so let's talk about exceptions to this. This, okay. So um I have here if your elderly parents move in with you, yes, and you are taking care of them, that's different. Yes, that's you're you're not mooching off your parents. Uh, they took care of you. Now it's your turn. I get that. It's totally different. Agreed. Um, and then I, I hear, have here too, a guy who follows me has a special needs son. Dude, I get it. I get it. He's special needs. He needs more care than others. That's a different situation also. You know what I mean? Um, what are some other exceptions? Uh, the, the two big ones that I have are you're going to college full-time with a high ROI degree. So, uh, computer science, doctor, lawyer, uh, electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, an ROI, a high ROI degree where you are going to get a job pretty much immediately coming out of school. And you might even start, and you should actually start interviewing prior to graduation, uh, basically a hard discipline. So no social studies, no ancient Russian literature, none of that garbage. A, a hard discipline that will pay. And then the other example that I have is you're saving up and getting ready to move out. And I actually want to shout out to my friend Nick up in Oregon. I'm not going to dox his last name. But this is one of the exceptions that I think he did it perfectly. So this is a young man. I was working at a hospital up in Oregon. And this is a young man that from ages 21 to it was either 25 or 26. I met him when he was 25. And then when he turned 26, he bought a house. Mm -hmm. How did he do that? Because from ages 18 to 26, he lived with his parents. But he said, mom and dad, I've got this job. And then I'm going to get this job. And I'm going to get this job. And I'm going to save all this money. I'm going to put it all away. I'm only going to pay for gas, car insurance, and cell phone. And I'm going to save up all this money. And I'm going to buy my own house. And I'm just going to go straight from living with you guys to, bam, my own house. And he mm. did it in five years. Yeah, I can respect that. You know, before you're 30, <laughs> you know, you did all that before you're 30. That's impressive, actually. Because he had agreement with them and he was showing and they they had access to his account and yeah. they could see his progress. They could see he wasn't spending his money on dumb shit. He wasn't just sitting around eating chest cheese. He was fucking working his ass off so that he could figure out how to get out and, and not only just get out, but get out and own your own house. Like, yes. okay. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah, I can respect that for sure. Um, man, let's get, let's get this one real quick here too. Uh, guys join the beer club. We had the meetup last night. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's a good group of dudes. Uh, guys need to talk to other dudes. Guys need to have meaningful connections with other men. Uh, it's just good for our mental health and stuff like that. We get, it, it, it's all guys that are all trying to level up too. So it's, it's not a bunch of guys that are talking about why they can't do stuff. Like they, uh, was it two nights ago? They're all in the chat. We have a private telegram community and it's pretty active and they're all in there talking about all the books they're reading and stuff. It's like guys who are losers aren't talking about all the books that they're reading to level up. You know oh. what I mean? So join this. If you want to get to the next level, it's only 10 bucks a month. And then we, we hang out once a month and have, have beers and just talk about guy stuff. We, uh, we met up last night. It was a good conversation. Again, good turnout this time we did it on zoom. So we like, everyone could fit in the chat at the time at the same time. It was, it was wonderful. Thank you, Thor for, for allowing us to do that. Uh, and then guys, coaching's available. If you need help with any of this stuff, coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. 
Um, all right. So let's talk about how you did it, Mike. Let's tell us that story. Um, to put it quite simply, I um I was getting to the point where I was getting, you know, frustrated living with my parents. And so I we were in a small town and I met these two brothers. They're they're both their names start with the letter M. So for the sake of privacy, I'll call them M and M. Uh Shout out to my two OG homeboys, Eminem. Uh, they're both married now with uh, families. So congratulations to both of them. And they both own homes. Um, so it it can be done. Now, I'm close to home ownership. I'm not quite there yet. But basically, the path all three of us took was we moved out of our parents' house. We were best bros. We trusted each other to not like steal each other's shit and sell it for Coke money. So find some bros that you can trust that much. And we all moved in together, the three of us. And, you know, we went from a, a, a two-bedroom apartment where two of us had to sleep in the same room. Then we upgraded to a three-bedroom apartment. We each had our own room. And then as time went on and our jobs got better and better and advanced through our careers, we each were able to get our own place. And now two of them own homes. And as far as my own career goes... Guys, I don't have a college degree. Right. I, I talk about that in my book, too, because you work in the IT industry, right? And, yes. And I talk about that in my book because uh, I, I was the guy that my parents were like, you have to have a bachelor's degree or you ain't going to be shit. So I was like, I, I actually got into the IT industry while I was going to college. And and I was like, well, I'm going to finish this degree out. But I, I realized there was all these guys that I worked with that were at a higher level than me or were at the you know, same level or, or better. They never went to college. They just went and got certifications. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about that in the book, too, how IT pays very well. Yes. Uh, you can easily be uh, one of those six figure six pack ab guys in IT. Um, most IT guys aren't, they're pretty fat and lazy. A lot of them and, and have no fucking game, but that's neither here nor there. You could be the exception and you, a certification is like 300 bucks to, uh, you know, like if you go get a comp cert, it's like 200, 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. You could, you could pay that cash, get a certification, start building up a skill set. You don't even need college. Um, so you could like, I know a lots of young bucks that go out and, uh, they, they started at help desk when they were 18 or 19 yep. and you, and at, at, at help my first help, uh, help desk job. This was, this was, how old is my daughter? 18, this was 18 years ago. My first help desk job, uh, pay, I was paying, getting paid, I think 45,000 a year, which, um, it's better than the mean right now you know, and in this economy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> back then, can you imagine guys 18 years ago, back when it was easy that like, you know, that's it just was, help desk. that was just help desk. And I worked my way up from there. I think I, I made it to systems administrator in five years. Um, I think it was, it might've even been less than five years, but. And, and I have a similar trajectory guys. I started out at uh, first, I was just a little contractor guy making $10 an hour. Like here, go deploy these computers. Plug in the keyboard, plug in the mouse, plug in the power. Does it turn on? Great. Do the next one. $10 an hour. Then, yes, I got to help desk. Uh, that was about $20 an hour for a large medical supply company. Then that qualified me for desktop at a hospital. And then that paid $35 an hour. And now I am the systems administrator at a large entertainment company 
-hmm. in Las Vegas. And so yeah. I'm just shy of six figs. I'm almost there, guys. But all of that, no college degree, no student loan debt, and only minimal Microsoft certifications. And I think it was six certs that totaled $400. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally it's it, IT is like one of the one of the best industries to get into. Yes. If you don't want to go to college and make good money. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so it's 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 not impossible. Um, let's talk about how uh, you wanted to talk about how parents can help their kids, you know, build credit and how and just how they can give their kids a stepping stone to help them get the fuck out. You know, uh, I, I love you, but get the fuck out um, here. <laughs> Here is a, a, a website. I'll, I'll drop the link in the chat here, but um, this website you sent me, it's from uh, chase.com and it's on ways to establish a credit history for your child. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about this a little bit? Cause I'm, I'm doing some of this stuff for my kids. I'll drop it in the chat here, guys. But like one of them is like, does your kid have a, a credit score? Most kids coming out of high school don't have a credit score. And so one of the things that you can do uh, with certain credit cards is you can add your child to your credit card. Yep. And um, you don't even have to let them use the credit card. They just them, their names being on it will start building a credit history for them. So that's what I, I've done for my kids. I put them all on my credit card and I have excellent credit. I have like a over 800, I think 830 or something is my score, something like that. Fucking awesome credit. Mm -hmm. um, not to brag or anything, but I'm going to toot my own horn. Uh, I have perfect credit. And, uh, and so that I have my kids on the card. And because their names are on the card, it, is, it, it automatically associates with them and starts building them a credit history. That's one way you can do it. And you yep. don't have to worry about them, you know, fucking. Because, guys, the, the only thing worse than bad credit is a no hit. I agree with that. Now, uh, this is one thing like I disagree with Dave Ramsey about. It's in my, I talk about it in my book, but uh, your FICO score is important. It mm -hmm. is important. And it's, it's not, it's not hard to actually build up a good credit, but you have to have credit first, right? So you get a credit card and your first credit card is going to be like a 25% fucking interest credit card. Yep. Go and buy a stick of gum, right? Go buy a stick of gum and then immediately pay that shit off, right? It's pretty easy to just pay off a stick of gum and just the, your relationship with the credit card company of always paying your shit on time will build up that credit score. Right. Um, so they talk about this, take out a personal loan, right. Take out a credit builder loan, sign up for a secured yep. credit card. Um, right. All this kind of stuff. There's, there's all these different ways to help your kids get a, get a, a head start on this in life. Right. Um, one thing that I'm doing too, and I've been doing, uh, for years now is, uh, because I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy and I, and I break this all down in my book too, right? It's, it's, it's my chapter on anybody could be rich. It's largely the Dave Ramsey method, but you want to have at least a thousand dollar emergency fund, cash emergency fund at any given time that will yeah. keep you out of credit card debt. And um, I started my kids with that, like just every payday for like the last several years, I put, I put 30 bucks in their, their paycheck, right? I, I don't even miss 30 bucks put that in, in their account. I have an acorns account for them and I just put it in. It's called like a accounts, uh, acorns early is what it's mm. called. A acorns early account. You can set it up for your kids. And the cool thing about acorns is like, you can actually take money out as you need it, but it takes six days to process, which keeps you from buying dumbass shit. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like you have the money and you're like, um, do I, how bad do I really want this fucking, you know, figurine uh, that I've, I've never going to you know, look the at. $300 posable Batman maquette. Yeah. Like you, you go, yeah, maybe I don't need that right now. Right. So, so I put all that money in, in their account and then when we need it, we can pull it out. Takes, you know, we just have to plan ahead. We, you know, take it out. What I, I use my, I do that for my emergency fund too. Um, and so if I have an emergency, like let's say fuck it, tire gets a, a, you know, a nail in it or something and, and in the sidewall and I got to buy a whole new tire and that's like fucking, you know, over a hundred bucks. Uh, I go and I, I just pay for that with my credit card. I pull that money out of my emergency fund and I pay off the credit card right away. And then I get points. So there's, you know, that's a smart way to do credit. Most people aren't smart enough to do that. So if you're not smart enough to do that, stay away from the credit cards. But I pay that off. And then like my next payday, I go and, and, and put that money back in my my uh, emergency fund. Like all my other investments stop until my, my emergency funds paid off or, or replenished. And then I go back to my investing and stuff like that. That's how that works. Um, so I'm teach, I'm getting my kids in that early. And I've started them off with their own emergency fund and they're, they start off without any credit card debt, but they have, a, you know, a, a high FICO score. And now like they can just now just not, not um, get into debt. And now any, like they, t- they start taking their money from their, their jobs, 10, 15% and start socking that into their emergency fund until they have their six months worth of savings. They already have a leg up before they're 20. Yep. And then they can start taking that money and start socking it away for a down payment on a house. You know, like they can start doing that stuff. So that's what I've done to to give my kids a leg up. Um, mm. What what are some other things uh, that you can think of, or is is that does that pretty much cover it? No, I got one, and it's a hot take. A lot of people are not going to like. Oh, OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very simple because it it, it starts when they're young, so. Don't teach your kids about Santa. What do you mean? Santa, in other words, don't lie to your children that Santa is real. Now there's, there's, there's. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Done. You're done. I'm cutting you off. (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's St. Nicholas, the actual saint. Yes. The historical figure. But by teaching your kids that Santa is real and if they're good because you're trying to, uh, contract good behavior out of them all year and then material possessions just magically appear under the tree that's that's just setting them up for failure number one you're lying to your kids number two they're gonna run into a based kid at school that's gonna be like there's no such thing as santa and then they're gonna have to figure it out sooner or later but what that does is it sets up in their mind that there's no such thing as money things just appear because mommy and daddy make it so no, you need and you need to not be afraid to demonstrate that things cost money to your children when they're very, very young. All the way from the cheeseburger that you buy them to, you know, how much their clothes cost. Don't hide that stuff. Don't hide it from them and be like, oh, I, you know, I don't talk about how much I make with my children or how much our house costs or anything like that. No, screw that. They need to know. Yeah. Uh, your kids are going to need therapy, bro. They're going <laughs> to, you're going to be so fucking uh, like militant dad on them that they're going to, they're going to fucking need therapy. I, I, I do the, did the Christmas thing with my kids until they were old enough to know, because you know, when they're little, 
it's i think it's good for kids to have imagination and believe in magic and shit like that but um but no once they get to a certain age that's like no 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 okay let's show you how the real world works and then make them work for shit that they they want that's that's what i've done with my kids anyway my son he'll he's always wanted to buy dumbass shit on um he's he, he wants to buy dumbass shit all the time for fucking video games so i, I make it he's like hey Cosmetics. dad so what Skins. he yeah dumbass stuff like that and so he what he does is uh he's like hey dad how can i how could do you have anything for me to do to make this much money mm, and so he comes to me, he comes to me asking for work to do and stuff there like we that. go um so that's one thing that I, I i teach my kids like no i'm not just going to give you money for dumbass shit and then i try to teach them how uh, ask him like well does that help you level up in the game no, it just looks cool. And I'm like, if it's not helping you in the game, why why are you wasting your fucking money? Uh, my son doesn't hasn't quite gotten it yet. He's not mm -hmm. quite there. My daughter, my daughter's a sponge. Um, she like I tell her that, like, hey, spending money on this video game is a waste of money. You're better off spending it on X, Y, and Z. She's like, and it like it almost seems like it's going in one ear and out the other with her. But then like three months down the road, I see her acting on the shit I'm telling her. I'm like, this girl's going places, you know, well, uh, but my, the, my, my son still wants to eat chest cheese. I don't know. <laughs> well, and the, one of the other things I'll be doing with my children is I'll actually be paying them real, real money, not, not gold star stickers, real money, uh, compensating them for their grades. Yeah. And they will know ahead of time if this is if this is my GP uh, my grade point average or these are my grades. This is what I'm going to get paid. And if I get all A's on a report card, I'm going to get like four hundred dollars. But if I get C's, I'm only going to get one hundred dollars. Doesn't that set them up for failure? Because when they go to college, they're not going to get paid for that. They have to pay for that. I mean, they're gonna know that <laughs> they're gonna know that this is basically like how the world works. The better you perform in life, you yeah. either get rewarded with raises or with job opportunities for higher paying jobs. At, at um at my current company, um, and then like the previous companies too, like working in IT, like you do a good ass fucking job, they pay you bonuses. Mm. Like that's it, it's not just like hey this we're giving everybody the, the annual Christmas bonus like sometimes you'll just get a random fucking twenty thousand dollar bonus you know like if you're depending on the company you're working for right but you'll but that's happened to me a lot you know where it's like hey we we're really impressed about this project you did like here's twenty thousand dollars fucking random unexpected money and I'm like oh cool just pay off my fucking student loans with that you know like <laughs> um. You know, so that th that's possible. It's possible the harder you work. But a lot of guys, you know, they just don't, they want an easy button and their easy button is mooching off mom and dad. And that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, you should be ashamed of yourself. So. <laughs> and, and yeah, guys, I'm, the American dream is still real. You know, yeah. here I am coming up on six figs, no college degree. Again, no student loan debt, not a dime. Now, if, if you're get if you're handed a scholarship, I say go for it, yeah. especially for a high ROI degree. But going into debt just to make fifty thousand a year, uh, uh when you can make forty five thousand a year with no debt, make it make sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It. it I, I talk about it a lot in the book too about education. Because uh, a lot of people are like, well, I want to go to college to get educated at least. It's like, you don't need college to get educated. You could get a fucking Audible subscription and study the stuff you like. And if you really want to master a subject, listen to that book 10 to 15 times. You know, that's education. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, going there and, and learning how to be a liberal is not necessarily education. Yeah, it's just a movie, but watch Goodwill Hunting. Now yeah, that's a good one. That's a good how one. Do you like them apples. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because he read all the books. He, he yeah. didn't even... Yeah. He read the same books the college students did, and he retained it better. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all we have. Mike, thanks for joining me. I'm going to put you backstage, and then we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up. Thank you, and sir. Can you hang out for a little bit after? Of course. Okay, cool. So I'll talk to you here in just a minute. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. Be sure to tune into Rule Zero tomorrow. I believe Cappy is hosting, and I think he wants to talk about how men should stop shielding women from reality. That should be fun. Um, oh, you know what? We do. We have a, a super chat, too. Let me get to that, too. John sent another $5 super chat. He says, Monday, he's talking about the book, and he's going to get... Let's go get this There's one. an epidemic of gold digging whores in this country. Yes. <laughs> There's an epidemic of gold digging whores in this country. All right. So, yeah, tune in the uh, Rule Zero. I think it's going to be on Cappy's channel. Uh, tune into the podcast Monday. It will be live. We were going to be live on Monday because my book drops Monday. If you do not order the book on Monday, then you are wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> um, if you want to give it to your sons or nephews for Christmas. You'll definitely want to order it Monday to make sure you get it in time for Christmas. If guys that have been asking me about the audiobook, Thor is done recording the audiobook tonight. I'm going to be uploading the files to ACX. We're going to see if they pass muster. If they pass muster, the audiobook will be available on Monday as well. Um, at least it, we're going to try to get it out a couple of days after, you know, at, at the most, but the audiobook should be available next week. Um, guys, and guys, in, in Thor's sultry voice, it'll 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 uh it'll it'll do things. It'll do <laughs> it'll do things for you. Um, guys, if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thanks to everybody that sounded off in the comments. I really appreciate it. A lot of guys with can-do attitudes today. Um, thanks for everybody that sent super super chats. I appreciate it. Follow me on social media. Links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you a bunch of freebies. Uh, the book, get it. Um, you can still order the Kindle edition for only 99 cents if you go to books.comeonmanpod.com. If you need help with your mindset on any of this stuff today, check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. Join the beer club. We had our meetup last night. It's only 10 bucks a month. It's a good group of dudes. And finally, coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. We will see you guys tomorrow on Rule Zero. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. Now, go out and get it.